The Atlanta Braves get another dominant performance from Max Fried on the mound. Eddie Rosario gets his first home run of the year as the Atlanta Braves clinch a four-game series win over the St. Louis Cardinals. Spencer Strider will take the mound on Thursday as the Braves look to sweep the series. We'll cover all of that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Amastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves, where you can be part of the conversation, send in any questions, comments, feedback that you may have. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well and comment there in the comment section also hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever i post a new episode and if you're watching this video on youtube hit that like button as well really does help out the show a ton and as always thanks for making lockdown braves your first listen each and every day we continue to post episodes a daily monday through friday so you can get it free and available on every platform that you listen to Today we're going to be breaking down a Wednesday's 3-0 win over the St. Louis Cardinals, Max Fried's dominant performance. Also a little bit of injury news on Max Fried as well. Got a couple of timely home runs from some key contributors down in the Braves lineup. And then we'll set you up for Thursday's game as well where Spencer Strider takes the mound. And that is always a joy to watch. So we'll talk about all that on today's podcast. But let's start with Wednesday's. Game where the Braves, like I said, get a three to nothing win. They go ahead and clinch a three game series over the St. Louis Cardinals, who are a postseason contending team. We're leading the NL Central not too long ago when the Braves have come in here and just taken the first three games of this series. And the Braves have now won seven consecutive games against the Cardinals in nine of the past 10. You had that series in 2019 that is still hard to think about against the Cardinals and the Cardinals in the postseason against the Braves have given us all plenty of nightmares. But here in the regular season of late, the Atlanta Braves have owned the St. Louis Cardinals, and that's a trend that you'll love to see. In winning this series now in the first three games of the series, the Braves uh, have its first three-game winning streak outside of the 14-game winning streak they had last month so hopefully it's the sign of another long winning streak about to take place and atlanta remains the only team in major league baseball without a three-game losing streak this season and hopefully that continues all year long as well in the game on wednesday max freed took the mound got the start for the braves and as you might imagine was very good six innings five hits one walk no earned runs four strikeouts only threw 84 pitches i mentioned some injury news we all kind of wondered, speculated why Max Freed was lifted after just 84 pitches. He usually will throw, you know, at least 90. I thought he would come back out for the seventh. Turns out Max Freed was dealing with a uh, right glute issue. Said his right, uh, Brian Snicker said after the game that his right glute tightened up toward the end of the start. Uh, Brian Snicker said removing him was precautionary, and it sounds like he will make his next start, which is certainly great news for the Braves. But 
While he was in there, he was fantastic. Nine swings and misses, 13 called strikes, 86.2 mile per hour average exit velocity against only four hard hit balls against him. So continuing to get weak contact, that average exit velocity against was actually over his season uh, number. So higher than normal, still really good. And again, only four hard hit balls, balls that are hit 95 miles per hour or harder. So again, an excellent start from Max Freed. Something curious in this start that I noticed, he threw a lot of more fastballs, a lot more four-seamers in this game. 41% fastball. You know, typically he's around 20% fastball, 20% slider, 20% curveball, and mixes in, you know, the changeup and sinker as well. But he was mostly just four-seam fastball and slider in this game. Didn't throw the curveball as much. Don't know if he didn't quite have a good feel of it or or what the reason may be for that or just a game plan against these Cardinal, Cardinals hitters. But 41% fastball, that's pretty high for Max Freed from what we've seen this season. It made a slider highly effective, though. He got five swings and misses on 10 swings against his slider. So, again, his slider continues to be a really huge weapon for him. Cardinals have the ninth fewest strikeouts in all of baseball. We've seen this in this series already. Cardinals do a great job of putting the ball in play. Again, only four strikeouts for Max Freed on this day, but still a lot of weak contact. He did deal with a lot of traffic, which is why initially I thought maybe he was removed from the game. Had at least one base runner in every inning except for the fifth inning. So he had traffic on in, in every inning. It's a hot night, so... Kind of made sense why you might want to remove him after the sixth inning. Again, I think typically, you know, obviously he didn't have his glute tightened up on him. I think he goes back out there for the seventh and maybe even longer. But again, want to make sure that you get him out of there. Braves were up 3-0 at that point. Turn it over to your bullpen, which has been very good. Um, And speaking of which, the Braves bullpen situation right now, obviously a little, I don't want to say questionable, but I definitely don't think there was going to be a point this season where Darren O'Day and Jesse Chavez were going to be your seventh and eighth inning guys in a high leverage situation in a three nothing game against a playoff contending team like the Cardinals. But with Jansen out, you know, Matzik still working his way back. That's where the Braves are right now. And O'Day's been really good in his last three outings, and I thought he was close to losing a roster spot and now here he is in a high leverage situation pitching in the seventh inning and did a really good job i know he hit a batter uh, but other than that you know a clean outing for darren o'day on wednesday snicker continues to trust jesse chavez in high leverage roles late in the games again especially since jansen went out i feel like he's playing with fire here a little bit but jesse chavez continues to get it done you know, he almost lost that trust in this outing. I was kind of surprised that Snicker stuck with him as long as he did. He ends up walking the, lo- the or loading the bases, walking a couple of batters, giving up a single. Don't normally see a ton of walks from Jesse Chavez, but had two in this outing, but escapes it, gets out of that jam, doesn't allow any runs in the eighth inning, and then turns it over to A.J. Minter in the ninth, and Minter had a pretty stress-free ninth inning, gave up a one-out hit, but then got a double play to end the game to pick up his second save of the season. So Braves bullpen, even though it's a little banged up and you have guys in roles that you wouldn't normally think would be there, they continue to get it done for the majority 
of games. And again, it's been great that the Braves starters continue to go deep into games. You got another six innings here from Max Freed. And like I said, you know, not for the injury, he probably goes even longer than that and saves another inning or two for the bullpen. So the Braves pitching has just been outstanding here lately, really throughout this whole run in June and July, the starting pitching bullpen really been getting it done for the Braves. And I thought Miles Michaelis was very good on this night as well. I wanted to mention that this was a pitcher's duel. It's kind of interesting. You look at the two lines, both Freed and, and Michaelis went six innings. They both gave up five hits. They both walked a batter. They both struck out four. Michaelis did it in 92 pitches. Freed did it in 84 pitches. The only difference is Michaelis left a couple of balls out over the plate and Braves batters crushed it. And Braves batters really hit the ball hard all night long. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. But kind of interesting to look at those two line scores and see everything was pretty much even except for the run column where the Braves were able to hang up a three spot against Miles Michaelis, who apparently after the game did not love all the Braves batters calling time and slowing down the pace of the game. Seems like a little bit of whining to me. But uh, again, Cardinals players always seem to have something to complain about when they come to Atlanta, but the Braves do get to him for, for three runs. And again, it was a good pitching duel. Michaelis, very good pitcher, was good for the most part on this night, but Braves took advantage of a couple of mistakes. And we'll talk about that and talk about who got those big hits next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone in a moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft their perfect engagement ring, with making each ring one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make sure your moment sparkles with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more when you use the code, promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. There wasn't much offense to speak of from either side on Wednesday night, but the Braves do get a couple of tallies on the scoreboard and had some opportunistic offense. They just had two at-bats with runners in scoring position. They're one for two in those at-bats. Only had five hits and a walk on the night. Again, not a lot of offense, not a lot of opportunities for the Braves hitters. But one thing I will say, and I mentioned this when talking about Michaelis, is the Braves just continue to hit the ball hard. They had 14 hard-hit balls on the night. I mentioned Cardinals hitters had just four hard-hit balls against Max Freed. The Braves hitters had 14 hard-hit balls on the evening. A couple of those balls, you know, just some unluck. Uh, I don't, don't know how Acuna's ball didn't get out. You look at the exit velocity, the launch angle, that should be a home run. RC had a line out to the pitcher that had an expected batting average of 690. Dansby had a couple of hard hit balls go for outs. You know, and that's one thing we talked about. Even early in the season when the Braves were struggling, they were hitting the ball hard. They just had some bad luck and some unfortunate 
outcomes, but you continue to hit the ball hard and eventually good things are going to happen. And you saw that in this game, they just continue to hit the ball hard. And eventually Ozuna ran into one. Eddie Rosario ran into one, you know, got some mistake pitches over the middle of the plate. And then you had Riley and Travis Darno with their doubles as well. So, you know, more often than not, when you have that many hard hit balls, you're going to score some runs. You're going to have some balls leave the ballpark. And that's just what this offense can do one through nine. Everybody is capable of hitting the ball hard. And again, not to oversimplify it, but you do that enough. And eventually you're going to come through with some big hits. So that's what the Braves formula was on this night going up against a good pitcher. They just continued to hit the ball hard. And eventually they were able to get across a couple of runs and with the way the Braves pitching is and the way Max Fried has been dealing lately. That's all that you really needed. And speaking of some of those hard hit balls, Marcelo Zuna got the Braves on the board first with a home run. And look, a lot of you have been asking me on Twitter or in the comment section on YouTube, you know, what's going to happen with Marcelo Zuna? Can the Braves trade him? Should they bench him in favor of somebody else? You know, what should they do with Ozuna? He's going to play, and that's what I've been saying and will continue to say. The Braves just are paying him too much money. They owe him too much money not to play. And another reason is he he hits home runs, and he's been doing that. And, I mean, that's really what you would want to get more out of him, obviously, for what you're paying than to just be a, a boom or bust type hitter, which essentially is what, what he is right now. He has three home runs in the month of July already. Three of his last six hits have been home runs. Four of his last 10 hits have been home runs. You know, he continues to hit the ball hard when he puts it in play. Just you would love a little bit more in between there. You know, you would love to see that average more around 260. I would even take 250 right now on an on-base percentage, you know, 330, something like that. And an OPS, 750, 800 is what you would love to see out of Ozuna. It's more around 700 OPS right now. But if he continues to you know, hit home runs and he's hitting sixth or seventh in your lineup, I think you can live with that in your DH spot. He just he doesn't need to play in the field anymore. Just stick him in the DH spot. Hope that he runs into one every now and then. And I think you can live with that with Ozuna. Again, if you're batting him down in the order in that sixth or seventh spot where he is right now. Again, I don't I don't love it for what the Braves are paying him. I want more than that, especially for a guy who can't play in the field. But he is at least delivering the long ball, and he's come up with some big home runs lately for the Braves. And speaking of coming up big for the Braves, NLCS MVP Eddie Rosario gets his first home run of the season. It took 54 at-bats and an eye surgery, but he gets one over the fence. He also got that batting average over 100. He's got a hit in every single game since coming back, so that's a good sign. Both of those balls were sliders by Michaelis that were just left right down the middle. And credit to Ozuna and Rosario for not missing them. And they were both absolutely hammered. So good on them. Again, talking about it, just continue to hit the ball hard. Wait for the pitcher to make a mistake and don't miss it. And that's what happened in those two at-bats. The pitcher made a mistake and Ozuna and Rosario made him pay. But speaking of Rosario, just happy to have him back. Hopefully, you know, he continues to get more comfortable. I'm sure he's going to need some time to get back to that feeling, but that's going to be key for what the Braves do at the trade deadline. If Rosario comes back and, you know, shows signs of being the type of hitter that he has been in the past, not necessarily what he was for the Braves last year, which was just an unconscious hitter. 
but you know, being a solid contributor, hitting some home runs, then you know that mean that could be another area that the Braves don't have to worry about upgrading at the deadline because I mean they already have Duvall and Rosario there. But you know, if you're looking to make upgrades, I think left field could potentially be a spot where you try to upgrade at the trade deadline. But you know, Rosario can come back and he can be that guy from the left side. I think you can certainly live with that again with the guy batting sixth or seventh in your order. And Rosario will likely sit on Thursday. Brian Snicker already said we saw Adam Duvall come into the game late. And that's something I wanted to note as well. The importance of Rosario coming back as Snicker can play matchups with those two guys in left field. And you saw it late in the game. Cardinals brought in a lefty. So Snicker takes out Rosario, puts in Duvall. Duvall just missed a home run. Another ball, a hard hit ball by the Braves hitters that I thought was gone, but was caught right at the wall. So I love that. Um, that move for Snicker now that he has late in games with whoever he starts, whether it's Duvall or Rosario, you know, he can play matchups late in the game and bring one of those guys off the bench in a big spot and could deliver and almost paid off on Wednesday night with Duvall coming in. He had the back-to-back homers. And then in the sixth inning, you had the back-to-back doubles and just some, I mean, the definition of timely hitting here for the Braves, you had Austin Riley uh, with a double Travis Darno followed that up with an RBI double. So just some some great timely hitting for the Braves. Only had five hits, but you know really made them count, especially with four of them and resulting in runs or leading two runs. So just some opportunistic offense for the Braves, uh, getting just enough to get the win and the pitching, shutting out the Cardinals offense, continuing their great role as well. And hopefully that continues on Thursday as the Braves look to go for a sweep with Spencer Strider on the mound. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. On Thursday, it'll be Matthew Libertor versus Spencer Strider. A couple of rookies going head-to-head on Thursday. Libertor, a very promising prospect coming up through the Rays organization, was traded over to the St. Louis Cardinals in a deal involving Randy Arozarena. A couple other pieces in that deal as well. You always got to be mindful when the Rays trade away a starting pitching prospect, especially one who had as much helium as Matthew Libertor did. Um, and it has not turned out great so far for the Cardinals. The young lefty, still just 22 years old, but he was ranked as high as number 37 by MLB Pipeline before the 2021 season. So again, very highly thought of prospect. But since coming to the Cardinals organization, an ERA just over four, a whip just over one two five, and over 180 innings at AAA the last two seasons. And since getting called up to the big leagues, a 5.66 ERA, a 1.79 whip in 20 and two thirds innings, 18 strikeouts, and 11 walks. So has not gone well for Matthew Libertor at the big league level so far. But again, you know, promising prospect, has some good stuff, still trying to f- find his way at the major league level. It doesn't always happen as quickly for some as it does for others. He has a sinker, four-seam, curveball. 
He also throws in a changeup and slider around 10% of the time, but he's mainly sinker, four-seam curveball. The curveball has been his best pitch. It's very slow at 74 miles per hour, so it works great off his mid-to-90s four-seam fastball and lower low-90s sinker. And batters have just a 173 batting average against on his curveball, which has a 36.4% whip rate as well. He has gone five innings twice. That's the most he's gone in an outing. So uh, look for the Braves to try to get him out of there early. His last outing went just two and two-thirds innings in Philadelphia. So, again, been a rough go for Libertor. He's a lefty. Braves have done really well against lefties with their uh, righty-heavy lineup and even their one lefty that will likely be in the lineup on Thursday. Matt Olson hits lefties pretty good, too. So, Seems like a favorable matchup for the Braves. And then on the other side, you have Spencer Strider, who over his last two outings has been just straight-up dominant. 12 innings, six hits, one walk, one earn, and 18 strikeouts in his last two starts for the Braves. So looking forward to seeing more of that and hopefully the Braves being able to get a series, four-game series sweep over the Redbirds. And anytime Spencer Strider takes the mound, I think it's must-see TV. He is that exciting to watch so can't wait to see what he has in store for us on thursday and again would love to see the braves offense just jump out to another early lead as they did in the first two games of this series and get this four game sweep that would be really huge against a really good team in the st louis cardinals if the braves could get that done we will see on thursday night that will do it for this episode of locked on braves be sure to follow us on twitter at locked on underscore braves you can follow me at shortstop of all Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 